All right. I'm going to be reading a little bit of a segment here. It's just a social commentary. But uh, pretty much I was on a dating site, you know, grown, grown. I was on a dating site. I was just looking around because I've recently become uh, unattached. And I decided to just look around because I got a lot of heat in the past for some of my dating choices. So I just thought it'd be some funny thing to do while I was uh, rebuilding. And I came across this lady, a fairly attractive looking woman in two photographs that I initially saw. Uh, from she was 57 years old and referred to herself as a minister. Uh, she seems to be, uh, you know, fairly successful, you know, attractive. And, you know, she had a detailed description of her standards written in the, the comment section, you know, written in her profile. And I don't fault that at all, you know. Matter of fact, I'll read part of it, you know, that prompted me to record this commentary. She wrote a part of it near the end of it. She writes, uh, I want to be the best I can be if I do not respond within 48 hours of your message. I am not, I am not, I am not interested, period. And that is a direct quote. That's pretty cool. Why not? You know, I like to have people be direct and everything. But she did have a lot of stuff there. You know, some of it is designed to, I guess, run off guys that are looking for a hookup. Because she did right in there, one of the books she likes was the Bible. And, you know, she liked singing and dancing and, you know, just stuff, you know. But be that as made, the website that I was looking at is pretty much like mostly hookups, you know, or people selling themselves on the down low. You know, don't cast any aspersions on my character. I am well into my middle ages. But, uh, yeah, I was looking at this and, you know, I read it and everything. And, you know, I thought she was kind of attractive and everything. So I was just curious. And I decided to write her, uh, write a comment, you know, see if she would respond. So I wrote that, you know, I wrote the long detailed in your description with all caps is probably going to bring them in. I always ask myself how the lady would feel if a guy wrote a big, long, detailed list with caps stating every aspect of their life they have to have just to vet a person. Trust and faith that you'll bring a partner other than that. You know, trust and faith that you'll. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Trust and faith that you'll. That trust. uh, I got to start all over again. All right. The long detailed list in your description with all caps is probably going to bring it in. I always ask myself how the lady would feel if a guy wrote a big, long, detailed list with all caps, stating every aspect of their life they have to have just a better person. Trust and faith. Trust and faith that'll bring you a partner other than that. Maybe you should be on a Christian dating site instead of someplace like this where. I hear people are trolling for unsavory things, I guess you would say. So basically, I was like, you know, you know, I thought that since she seemed kind of earnest and seemed kind of earnest and, you know, about her, what she wanted and everything, you know, I just thought it was, I didn't want, you know, cast any aspersions on her character either. I just was like, you know, this site is pretty much guys looking to hook up and a lot of women sell themselves or people cheating on their husbands and stuff, you know. Because most of what I see on here is a, uh, you know, people hooking up or women saying they're in a complicated relationship or they're bisexual seems to be a big thing these days. And it's also gender neutral. 
So even though there's no way to say you just want to look at women's profiles. So a lot of times you get a lot of guys mixed in while you're looking and then like a transgender person will pop up. And you know, sometimes they're cool enough to actually say they're transgender because some of them you can see tail Ralph the back there, not a woman, you know, born. But I appreciate the ones that say, hey, I'm a transgender individual. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I was looking at this lady's uh, profile and I wrote her just a comment. I didn't mean anything by it. I didn't mean, you know, not one thing, but she did respond to me. You know, she responded in like a couple hours and she said, basically, I'm going to read this. She said, you are the second person to ever bother read, to read my profile and over 20,000 men have viewed it. If you have been in my shoes, then you would understand why I wrote it in caps. Men have sent their private parts and can't write a grammatically correct sentence to save their lives yet. It is something wrong with the individual who has standards. And she ended this sentence with four question marks. This is what is wrong with judgmental people and people who don't measure up. I have seen many profiles where men have written a book regarding standards. They want Beyonce and looks like JJ on Good Times. I initially did not set up my profile. My niece and nephew did. I edited my profile page because of all the liars, scammers, perverts, etc. And the black men, the worst by leaps and bounds, I grew up well off. I attended private schools all my academic career, so I am accustomed to well-off, educated people. And growing up in the ministry really limits my surroundings. And I have a right to my feelings, opinions, and wanting to live a life pleasing to God. Why not? So, you know, okay, that's pretty much she wrote me there. And she, you know, she writes that sentence there. I was like uh, blown back by the anger, you know, and I understood that maybe she thought I was coming at her the wrong way. But I didn't understand why she would go into that thing about black men. I didn't say I was black or anything. And I'd have one picture there. It is a picture from my driver's license. It's not a current picture. But it's a picture that, you know, identifies me as a black guy. So apparently she looked at that and she felt some kind of way once she saw my face. But I wrote, sorry to have offended you. I don't know what to say about the disparaging sentences about black men. Seems like a blanket statement to me. It wouldn't be a good Christian man. Or I wouldn't be a good Christian man if I didn't admit that you offended me by saying that black men were the worst. Good luck in all your future endeavors and watch out for Jason Pope. That's what I wrote her. And I just want to say, like, I didn't come at her disrespectful. No, I did come a little judgmental because of that long book that she wrote. You know, but she had she felt the need to let me know that she didn't initially start this profile that it was written or created by her uh, relatives, a niece and nephew. And in doing so, she revealed that she did look at the number of people that looked at her profile. She was keeping account. She said like 20,000 guys or something were looking at her profile. 20,000 guys. 20,000 effing guys was looking at her profile. But uh, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem with her saying the thing about black men, the worst and everything. I have looked on this site before and I saw a lot of women writing that they didn't want pictures of their private parts. I didn't know that was a thing. I would never send a picture of my private parts to some woman. 
that I don't even know. And I wouldn't even do it to somebody I did know. When I was in a relationship, when I was actually married, you know, uh, my spouse had done something like that that I considered criminal and took her to task for until she got rid of said photo. You know, she was taken while I was asleep. But that's not something I want to go into right now, even though I just brought it up. I just want to say that I don't appreciate the comments about black men being the worst. What kind of guy is she looking for? Maybe she, I didn't see anything in there saying she was looking for other guys of other ethnicities. Yet she expects a guy to live up to her standards when she already feels a certain way about the ill contention of her own ethnic identity. You know, so I don't know what to say, but I went and opened up her profile a little further and looked around. And true enough, she did have some, you know, she was attractive looking to me for a woman of 57, you know, made up. She had a lot of makeup on. As there is a picture of her sans makeup that I feel just brings everything to the fore, you know. And she said that in her profile, she had met a lot of scammers and phony guys. So she's obviously somehow communicated with these other uh, horrible black men. You know, they're scammers, you know, stuff. How would you know they're scammers unless you got close enough to be around them? So she's trolling this thing. Even though she said her niece and nephew set it up, she's using it to meet people. Now, I can't cast aspersions on her. It's her life and everything. But if you, you're sleeping around with these guys without checking up on them, you're of a high standard. You were raised by, you know, privilege and everything. If you're raised in privilege, what do you need a dating site for? What do you need a dating site for? You swim in rarefied waters. What do you need a dating site for? I don't get it. You know, why can't a guy have standards too? Why are you complaining about guy standards when you write a book about what you want? And then you punctuate it by saying that if I don't contact you in 48 hours, you're just out of the, the loop there. You know, like, like some guy's going to be, you know, holding his phone or looking at his, his laptop, you know, on bated breath waiting for her to respond. You know, she said that guys wanted Beyonce and look like JJ on Good Times. Well, a lot of guys I know that look like JJ on Good Times are railing the hell out of Beyonce's left and right and uh, women of other races. That's all I got to say. And then the actual JJ was, you know, railing uh, Chelsea Handler and some other people and shit, you know, just for your information. And he's super rich. He's rich. He got more money you'll ever see in your life. Uh, freaking JJ. Okay, he had a doll in the seventies. He actually had a doll that looked. Can you say that you had a fucking doll that looked like you? Yeah, she says she's a minister and everything, but she's on a dating site. You know, she says she wants to live a life pleasing to God, but she's on a site where apparently guys are sending her dick pics. After she got the first couple of dicks, she probably should have turned that off. Maybe she should have just turned that off. I'm not saying you can do whatever you want. I'm an adult, well in my middle ages, and. She's older than me, but I am uh, in a peer group as far age wise. Yeah, she's so she knows just for the record. She has a long book. She has a high standards. She says she's raised in rarefied air. And whoever come near her needs to be in rarefied air, assuming that a man of that status would need a dating site as well. And she keeps tab on her followers or people reviewed her profile. In the, uh, to the tune of 20,000, according to her. No one was casting aspersions on her standards, you know. And I will now when she insulted me because I am a, a black man. 
And we'll cast aspersions on that, you know? What does any guy of standards have to do with your issues with black men? Then why would any guy, the, the kind of guy you describe, why would he be on this very website? A website where you claim you've received several dick pics. And I don't really understand guys send pictures of their penises to women. And I want to be honest, a lot of women uh, have uh, some ways that, uh, you know, make me even cringe. Some women out there, they do weird stuff, you know, they get down like that. So, you know, I get that, but I wouldn't, I don't think guys just sending pictures of their junk to these women, you know. Now, I've actually had women email me and ask me to send a picture of my junk rather than a picture of my face. I blocked them. But uh, I'm just tired of the bullshit, you know. This is indicative of just a problem in our in, in our community. A lot of women are just inherently antagonistic towards us once they identify as visually or by other means as the male contingent of their their ethnicity. I don't know what the hell it is, man. I just got to say Willie Lynch is alive and well, man. Those lessons were something for the ages, man, because they have lasted over 500 years. And, I, you know, when I troll this site, you're looking around and stuff, you know, I see a lot of, like, women that definitely aren't something I want to be laid up with or interacting with. You know, I see a lot of them, you know, I scroll past them and everything. But uh, a lot of them, they, they're not up to any standards, you know, just to be honest. You know, I don't want somebody that looks like a guy that looks masculine like me or something. I, so maybe some people are into that. I don't want a chick that's wearing a... A mechanics onesie and stuff, and with a towel shoved in her in her uh, collar, you know, and some some uh, braids or something, you know, some do braids, you know, walking and you know wiping her finger, pointer finger under her nose, sniffling and stuff, you know, you know, walking like a dude, you know. I don't want that either. I don't want some entitled snob either. You know, I looked at, she had a lot of pictures of her sorority site. She said she's a woman of God, you know, but she was a part of this sorority group. And, you know, you look up real close and you see them throwing these hand signs. And I'm just like, hey, those hand signs are kind of against the Bible. You know, she's doing like that devil thing. You know, it was real big in the 90s and wrestling to do that. It's like what, what you would call the too sweet symbol. It's like the, uh, the guys would call it back in the 80s. They would call it doing like the dog. You know, you would just bend your middle fingers and stick the outside fingers up like ears. Yeah, she was doing that number in there, this woman of God, not of those sorority sisters. And then you find that one picture of her without makeup. I guess she just wanted to put it in there so nobody would call her on it later when they probably saw her in person. They just, whoever the dude was, they looked at the first two pictures where she's all made up with a either a wig on or like a good-ass weave. And then you get to meet her and you get this chick that's, Looks like a mammy, you know, for lack of better terms, the best that I can say, you know, born of Oprah. You know, you see that, and I, I would uh, understand some guy wanting to bolt or just getting pissed off and seeing what happened, you know, just sitting there. Some guys just do the litmus test. Now, when you, you're on a bad date with a woman and you show up and you know it's a bad date, you got two decisions to make. You could break out or you could just ride it out like a wave. And some guys are in that, uh, too short school of uh, get in where you fit in, if you know what I mean. And that's what they do. That's what they do. Some guys just, well, I don't know. You know, they just say, well, hell, I'm here. You know, I paid gas money to get here. Let's see if I end up in her bed. Me, I'm not of that ilk. 
Yeah, I'm likely to leave. Although I've had, I have my uh, waking up next to a to a wolf <laughs> stories, you know, from my youth when I was stupid. You know, we all have that, like, oh, we made a dumb decision. And chicks do it all the time to get a, a pass for messing with a non-select guy. And most of the time, a lot of women I know, they always uh, say they were drunk or under the influence of something. So hearing that when I was young, like even later in my like late teen years, right after high school or whatever, and I heard a lot of girls would tell me, yeah, I was drunk and that's why I did that. You know, I did a bunch of stuff, you know, and I'm like, oh, you were drunk. Okay. So when I was dating and I would perceive a chick to be drunk, I would get the hell away from them. I even had uh, women come over my house pretending they were drunk or acting like they were drunk and they were actually drunk. And I just called them a cab and put them in the freaking cab and sent them home. Or and one chick lived above me in an apartment above me. I, she came in my house and sat next to me and then flopped out right across my lap with her butt up in there. So like I folded her back up right, took her keys, Picked her up, walked upstairs, opened the door to her apartment, put her inside her door and closed the door. Seems like that was a part of my history. And in my teen years, there was this uh, really attractive, light-skinned black girl that was like really thick, you know, because I like full-figured women. And me and my cousin were talking to her one afternoon and she revealed in the middle of our conversation that she had been drinking a fifth of uh, something like gin or Canadian mist, which is rock gut out here in the Midwest, uh, she had been drinking a, a ton of this. And after confessing this, she passed out in front of us, this big, thick, voluptuous girl, you know, passed out right on the ground in front of us. And me and my cousin looked at each other and I am casting any dispersion on him, but I was like, I was raised right. So I was like, damn, you know, this is a hot shake. Me and him actually picked her up. I grabbed her legs and he grabbed her upper half up under her arms. We walked half a block with her to her brownstone. She was living in a duplex or something. And we rang a doorbell on there and they opened the door. Somebody buzzed us in and we opened the front door, that little lobby inside the building, the way the buildings are made out here. Uh, we opened that up and we put her in there and then pulled the door up. And then like some guys saw us with her carrying her down the street. And after we did that and walked away, we were confronted by some Pookie and Ray Rays that were incensed that we didn't just turn her over to them for obvious, you know, purient reasons, you know, and they should have thanked us because they asked would have been in jail if we'd done that. We'd probably be in jail too. But we took that girl and put her in her doorway and pulled the door up. Nobody could get to her and she was sleeping there until she either crawled upstairs or somebody called her family to come down and get her monkey ass. And the interesting subtext of that story is that that was in the summer of 1987. And I was 18. My cousin was 18. And we were hanging out near my aunt's house that over there in that area. And we did this thing and we had a hit on us. And then eventually someone did finally sleep with that girl. Someone finally slept with that girl. And they were so proud of themselves that they had her panties in their uh, pocket and they were showing it to people. So we were just like, well, whatever, you know, you know she was a drunkard. You know, she was hot and everything. She's a straight drunkard. So I don't give a damn. And she's an idiot. But an interesting subtext. Uh, a few days after seeing her panties in the hands of some, uh, a pookie, a light-skinned pookie with a jerry curl. Um, all of the guys, all of us who congregated in that area together, the fraternity of young idiots, 
we were standing outside and a car pulled up on the curb, almost up on the curb by us. And these two 30 something guys jumped out. They were like uh, gangbangers. They were the equivalent of uh, Bloods or Black Peace Stone Rangers. And they herded us up against the wall. And this one really fat, light-skinned guy with a jerry curl was walking up and down, looking at all the guy's face. And he stopped and looked at me and told me to kick rocks and some kids that were younger. But he kept everybody else there. And he was angry because that girl was his daughter. And he had found out about it. And he was a gangbanger. And him and his friend was in their mid to late 30s. And they had these guys rounded up. And he yelled at them about sleeping with her. He didn't know who it was that did it. But he was like yelling and he said, when you little punks want to get laid, you want some, you know, pussy. You playing with the power of God. This was a gangbanger told told those guys, not me, because I was kicked to the side for some reason. He said, you guys are playing with the power of God, you little punks. And then one guy, one stupid guy had the nerve to say, you mad because you couldn't pull that. And he grabbed the guy and slammed him into the wall and was pummeling his ass until his best friend grabbed him and pulled him off. He said, he's just a kid. And he said, man, that's my daughter. And she's 14. You hear that? She's underage. She's 14. So me and my cousin did the right thing by taking an underage girl that was drunk off her ass with a bottle of hooch, which she scored somewhere. I don't know where she scored it from. And putting her somewhere where other men couldn't take advantage of her. So we did the right thing. And I just want to put that in context. You know, getting back to this older broad saying that black men were the worst. I'm black. My cousin's black. I don't profess to take advantage of no women. And I don't want no chick ever saying like they were drunk and that's the reason they were messing around with me and whatever. You know, I had my war stories. I had some horror stories with women. Now, you know, I didn't write that in my profile. After reading that crap that she wrote, I went back to my profile. And I wrote under my name, under my profile name, I wrote, if you have a problem with black men, please do not contact me. Well, that was uh, affected recently uh, by the death of a celebrity. I'm not going to say who it is. You probably could guess. But uh, more than that, uh, I was highly upset by the responses to the celebrity's death. And the reason I don't want to say the celebrity's name is because a lot of people have done clickbait videos. And I don't want to be accused of that. But I'll say that his death has a profound effect on me and a lot of people around the world. But Unfortunately, in the negative is where I'm concerned because I saw people with a basic lack of humanity. Like they're horrible people. This guy had has not even been buried yet. He's not even been given an autopsy and people writing disparaging things about him or saying things about him on social media. It is horrible. Not taking in the fact that this guy has a wife and children left behind. They didn't have no filter. They just started right up. It was just upsetting. Because I think like, um, well, before I go there, uh, the guy had a sexual assault charge put on him like 
well over a decade ago, like very, very long, probably almost 20 years ago. I had this uh, charge put on him. Uh, it was not disproved. You know, it was it was settled out of court, but the person in question was of a dubious background. It's publicly known. You can go and look it up for yourself. This person was a person of low ill repute, was just uh, scum. Scum. But because uh, the guy was a black man, any trash is treasure when you're not looking like a brother. So you got people on social media saying things that, like, you know, they should really seek help or seek spiritual counseling and stuff like that. And it just really pisses me off because it's very, very hard to be a, an American-born black man. Now, I don't want to get into it with stuff, but you got people watching you day in and day out, in your house, outside your house, whatever you do. You got people casting aspersions upon you. It's just the, the reality of the situation. You're, you're put in boxes, whether you want to be put in there or not. You're a select and non-select. Uh, you're this kind of person. You're a, you're a pookie. You're a Ray Ray. You're a simp. You're an educated lane or educated simp. You're this and that other. You're the money man. You're the bag man. You're the dope dealer. You're the stud. You're the brute. And it sucks. When those things apply, when you flip the gender on these uh, types of, you know, stereotypes, when you flip it, you got a few, you got less than you would have for a black female. You know, you got the mammy, you got the thought, you got the gold digger, you got the, the fatties and, you know, the uglies or whatever you want to call it, the mammy, the clown. You know, you, everything has a reverse and everything, but mostly black dudes be taking it up the butt. One, all day, every day. It's just tiresome. So because this has reached a fever pitch in, in recent years, a lot of guys are just checking out. We're just checking out, man. We're just sitting at home, going to work and come back home and do whatever we do in our houses. I'm trying to live our best life, you know, drama free. That's where I'm at today. Because, it, uh, it, you know, it just don't seem worth it. You know, when you when you die a horrible death and you you're not even in the ground and people are running up messing with your your remains, your corpse, they don't respect it. You know, that's just the epitome of the what has happened to humanity. Now, I don't know what to blame it on. I'm not going to blame it on social media or anything. It's just people who they are and they have a basic lack of humanity. Basic lack of humanity. This guy had his his kid, one of his kids with him when he died. Yeah, one of his kids. They died a horrible death. They were in the in a piece of metal, and they fell thousands of feet down and it blew up. And nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. They care about a person that was proven to be a, a likely prostitute, had a dubious background. A person of ill repute, a person found with seven different strands of DNA in the crotch of their underwear. Yet because that person was not a ethnically black person born in this country, because they were other, they get the benefit of the doubt. Even so in as much as to disparage a man who has recently died. 
and not even been put in the ground yet. This is where we are as a people. And it sucks. Man, that sh- that, it really sucks, man. It irritates me that I had to see some things like that. And it's funny, too, because the time this death happened, I was having a technical issue. So I didn't really have social media or other services. So my niece came over and she mentioned that this man had died that same day. So I was like taken aback and didn't even really believe it. But then when I resumed my services, I found that not only had he died, but that people were already dragging his burning carcass through the streets and throwing things at it. And these are people, mostly female. A lot of uh, the others were doing this in huge group, you know, huge groups. Really can't say anything more about that except they have a basic lack of humanity. And I hope the same amount of sympathy or empathy is applied to them if they should die an untimely death. But I'm, I'm more upset with the females of my ethnic background of the black American. I'm not going to say African American. I call myself black. I refer to myself as a black person. Now I'm brown. You know, I'm medium brown. But I'm black. You know, I can't say African-American. And I can't say African-American. Mostly African people like uh, throw a lot of aspersions at us, too. You know, I'm not getting into that. In America, you know how they treat our people. So I'm just black. You know, we're a different kind of race from Africans. And we're definitely not considered a, a, a citizen of this country properly, you know, within the, its confines. So I'm black. And I'm just tired, man. I'm tired of this, what I call the Willie Lynch effect. That shit is real. We're we're all non-select. All black dudes are mostly non-select. Okay, according to our women. They say they want us. They don't want us. They want, like, certain garish stereotypes of us. But they don't want us. And then they try to make you act like that your whole life. They try to make you act whatever they think of you. They try to force you into that box. And I'm tired. I'm rebelling against the shit, and I'm non-committal about it. I'm non-committal in future relationships regarding this stuff. I'm going to take it as a case-by-case basis, but I'm pretty much not messing around with this stuff. I'm just chilling. I don't care if I'm in another relationship, especially after reading some of the stuff I saw online and some of the things I just see walking around. I see a lot of stuff. I don't see anything looking like marriage material when I'm walking around just craning my head. And I get to say that because a lot of people say like, oh, you leave the hood and you go outside and find women and, you know, of a other race or something like that. And it's all bullshit. It's total bullshit. I was born and raised in the inner city of South Side of the Midwest. I grew up mostly nothing, just nothing but black women. I never mostly see any women my own age that was of another ethnic group. I also all black women there. Any other women that was not black was teachers or adults or some other kind of authority figure, cops or something. I seen mostly sisters growing up. I had my first sexual experience with a, a sister. Definitely not my last. But I've been with women of different ethnicities. And I don't give a damn. I don't think anybody has a right to police what I do with my body. It's like telling a woman what she could do with her body, whether or not she could have a baby. You know, you guys complain about uh them guys repealing abortion rights and everything. But you do the same shit. You want to tell a guy what to do with his 
his body, you know, his sexual organs. You you want somebody to respect you because of your sexual organs, because you're a gender identity. You don't want to give that same respect back. You know how irritating that is? You know how irritating that is? That somebody tell you what to do with your body? I think like last year or so, it's like 2020 and last year, a lot of, there's a lot of flack about men of color, scratch that, black men going overseas to countries like Brazil and other places, doing whatever they were doing over there. They were calling these guys like uh, sex traffickers and they're looking for prostitutes and they sleep with underage girls over there. And I'm just like, damn, how do you know this stuff? And why would you say that shit? That's messed up. And I would like to point out that a lot of sisters were doing this well before brothers got the impetus to get a passport and take their ass overseas. I recall a lot of times, a lot of sisters rolling out to these countries looking for, a, I guess you would call a brute or the stud guy. Look for guys with a certain shoe size. Get my drift. Yeah, you would see that. You know, a lot of times when I was at work, these chicks would come back from like Dominican Republic, yeah, Jamaica, some white and black chicks and other chicks and Latin chicks too. I would see with this stuff. They come back and they have pictures of their ass over there and be a bunch of women sitting around a table. And then like you would see like a shitload of those pictures of them just like walking around with a sarong on and you know kicking in. Then finally, if you go through the pack, you know they was brave enough to leave you with the pack of pictures. You just keep scrolling. And you would see like some guys there in like a bad garish native shirt or something. This guy looks like, a, you know, looks like a creep or something. You know, some bald guy or a guy with a greasy looking guy. And I'm just like, oh, you know, too bad. I wonder if the, I wonder if the next picture is going to be a picture of these guy feet and got like a 17 inch shoe or something on. But you see them like probably two guys with four women at the table. There always be like a group of women with like maybe two or three guys there who look kind of weird and shaky. This is like, man, that guy looks like like suspect, you know, in a you know, like he's like maybe a criminal or something or, or the guy that just needs some money. And I see that crap. I just laugh my ass off, man, because I knew what the deal was. And then the, the chick would be like, why are you laughing? I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice uh, picture. I just laughing at the chick's uh, bad clothes or something. I get disparaged and get out of there for somebody sent me to HR. But uh, yeah, they were doing this stuff, you know, taking those trips. What they call that hedonism and all that crap, and they go to these places and hook up. You know, over here stateside, you got the, the Black Bike Week and stuff, and I don't even want to get into that shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, chicks doing it first. They having those workplace romances. You know, I saw this movie by uh, Protege of Spike Lee. And it started this chick, I can't remember her name, but it was directed by a woman, I think her name was last name Martin or something. And they had a, a central to it was a frustrated woman of colors you know, life and how she was, uh, you know, having body issues and she had multiple kids with this guy that was a pookie. And uh, part of the film was her messing around her white boss and shit. And that was never presented in a disparaging way. But she was actually messing around with this, with her boss played by Griffin Dune. And I was like, man, why do you put that shit in the movie? Why can't we just see a regular movie with stuff that I'm not going to, I just going to say that was a good movie because they did have like a decent the plethora, you know, went across all boards. You know, I ain't gonna shit on a movie. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it did have a scene where the her uh, the father of kids confronted their 
there's uh, one of their children who was getting in, you know, on the wrong path and actually whooped him with a belt for dealing drugs. And then he whooped the drug dealer, the adolescent drug dealer that gave his son drugs. So I get the movie gets a pass on that alone. There's some uh, alphabet community issues in the movie that was well addressed. The sister had a transgender brother or a cross-dressing brother. And, uh, you know, he was a pretty enjoyable character. But at one point she saw him and he had a beaten up face and was just somebody had kicked the hell out of him. And it turned out it was his own father because he had decided to try to get his father to accept him as a crossdresser. And his father was not having it and beat the hell out of him. So, you know, they had a little tender moment there, but I thought that was indicative of how things really do go. And I think it was like New York set in Brooklyn or something. But for the longest, they have been pushing, you know, our women to date guys out of the community. Some people call it a zaddy or something else, a wan or whatever. And it, they're not even pushing you to date like good guys, you know. They want you to be with the guy who looks like Chris Farley, the dumpy guy. The guy looks like the the the, the nasty, brutish son on uh, that movie Caddyshack, you know, the... And when the rich guys had this uh, sloppy looking son that was disgusting and was, you know, had no manners. He got drunk and threw up in the uh, sunroof of somebody's car. Yeah, that's the guy they want you guys to mess around with over here. And they had that stupid show uh, by Chuck Lorre, you know, Bob Abishola or something. They had that shit on there. And uh, you can just draw whatever you want from that. But I'm just saying, like you guys were doing it first. You guys are doing all this weird going overseas shit, going to Jamaica in the States here back in the 70s, early 80s, especially here in the Midwest, in the Windy City. A lot of black women were going to this place called The Village. And where who lived in The Village? A lot of African guys and other kind of guys, Cuban, Domin you know, Haitian guys. They were going over there messing around with those guys because they said the brothers were shit or something you know we they were nothing so they was going back to the motherland and they went over there and messed around with all these african dudes and a lot of them got pregnant these dudes don't even accept their kids and then you got a bunch of half you know half black half whatever kids there in the community you know you got these chicks they they was they thought they was gonna find a decent guy like oh i'm gonna get me an african guy because they know what they're doing and after they was boning the shit out of them man just get this bone them. Those guys going to college and stuff, you know, it's students at like a, a university and shit. And they banging these sisters because they taking ass to the, their clubs and shit going up in there. They ain't their women. They're marrying their women. You know, I don't recall a lot of brothers, you know, with African wives earlier in my life and shit till later when I was like in my mid 20s, late 30s. I started seeing some brothers married to African chicks and shit. And one guy I know, this is a story. He married this lady. She didn't even look like nothing. It's like this African sister. He married this chick. She looked like somebody's Oprah's grandmama or something. She looked, she was a slapped together bunch of fat or something, man. And he was married to her. He was okay with it. He was like a middle-aged dude. He like a kind of like a like the, the father from Family Matters or something. He married this fat chick. He was happy with her, monkey ass. And uh, you know what happened to him? Her family sent him a bill one day. And they had been married for like five or six years. He got a bill for his wife. They wanted him to pay them like 12 grand or upwards of 12 grand for her. And he said, hey, why should your family send me a bill? 
He's like, that's part of our culture. We, you have to pay a dowry when you marry us. He's like, well, you didn't tell me that shit when we got married. You didn't tell me anything when we was courting and stuff that I would have to pay 12 grand. So that's a student loan and shit. That's like a basic student loan back in the day. And you want me to pay for a, a chick that's a bunch of slap together shit to, with a do-rag on his head. So he just scoffed at it and just, you know, went about his business. But she started pressuring him to pay the money or it was going to be trouble. So he was just like, well, you know, I don't got the money. We got a joint account. You know what I have. How can I pay them? What am I supposed to do? She was like, well, you just better pay that money. So he didn't pay the money. And she got more and more belligerent as weeks went by, up to and including uh, setting him up for assault. Like she started some kind of verbal fight and then called the cops or something. They came over and they looked around. They just thought it was bullshit. So the cops left. And then uh, she's got a restraining order and got him put out of his own house. And then she she had a young guy. I saw her. I didn't see the guy for a while. And I saw her and she had a. Uh, she had like a. Hey, like a 20 something year old guy and. Like, he was basically a kid. And she's like a fat piece of crap. I mean, nothing appealing. Okay, nothing. Nothing. And I said I like full-figure woman. Even for a full-figure woman, or what you guys would call a BBW or something, uh, she was like nothing. She had this young, dumb-looking kid. He probably he was a thug. She had him, and she walked up to me like, hey, this is my this is my boy T-Bird or some shit. And I was like, oh, hey, this your son? She said, no, this is my man. I said, why well, am I your husband? And she said, oh, he was no good. I had to get rid of him. So I didn't want nothing to do with her after that. I saw that. And the guy just, he didn't know shit. He was wet behind the ears. We just get some free ass, I guess, you know. Guess he was really hard up. And then, you know, just the, as a, the end of the story, uh, the guy, I saw him again, and he had another girl. This one was young this time, but she was a fat piece of shit, too. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of sisters say that they want guys that's going to be there to pick up on them, you know, help them out and, you know, pay some bills and all this shit. And so the guy had tried that. He married a woman. He married a black woman. He married an African woman. This is about as black as you can get. Now, I'm pretty, he said he had been with a lot of sisters before he met the, the black chick. And they probably was looking like the, the one that he had. But like even after that, he had like a young, young chick that looked almost like his wife, another fat, sloppy piece of shit. And I saw her and she had she was a basic female. She had no skills or nothing. He introduced me to her and she was just like, uh, okay. And I just thought to myself, like, fuck that shit. No, fuck that shit. But nowadays, we got people making a bunch of videos talking about what we do with our body parts and where we do it with and where we go to other countries. I'm like, if we're doing something illegal or anything like that. The authorities, that's their business. That's not somebody else's opinion, especially when you can't police your own shit. This is lack of basic humanity in our community. And as far as the, the Willie Lynch effect goes, that shit has been solid. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, that ideology is just alive. It's like uh, that movie, the, the Candyman movie or something, you know. Now you say it five times and it's real. So that ghost, that negativity from the times of chattel slavery exists even today. Because a lot of guys are not in their houses with their children and everything to, to stomp this stuff out or work it out. There's no women. A lot of women are unwilling to work it out with guys. You have to 
you know, adhere to a preconceived set of standards that you don't know this varies as much as a fingerprint just to even get a chance to talk to one of these women. And then not even not select women. Some of these women have like children's and shit and they you know, let their body go and like, what the hell? But then they got nerd talk about somebody who looks like a certain way, like that guy's fat, that guy has not enough downstairs, or you know, he's sloppy, uh, he ain't got good hair, and you name it, man. Just my you don't know what the chick's deal is until you meet him. And you're supposed to just you know deal with that. It's like hey, bobbing for apples in a in a in a, in a, a dirty toilet filled with, with duty. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. So I just kick it, man. I'm going to live my best life. I'll see what comes down the pipe there. And I'm pretty much uh, not doing that shit. I'm not going to. I don't need a chick just to have a female. You know, I don't need a female to complete me. And that's the way it should be. We should be complete unto ourselves. That's how you, you're able to find the one you need. It's funny I had to learn this after so long, but it's an ideology that I have. And a lot of people share with me that you guys would classify it as the save yourself black man movement or other permutations of that. And you shouldn't get mad about it. A lot of these negative behaviors that piss you guys off, you were already doing it. And you're doing it currently. And you're just insulting us every day. When a guy can die a horrible death and not even get any respect before his body is even cold or the remains have been recovered, that's a fundamental failure of humanity. And you need to look in the mirror about that, okay? I'm just wagging my finger at you guys, man. But why shouldn't I? You let everyone else talk down to you, live down to the worst expectations, worst expectations of humanity. And this sucks. I mean, it makes you sad, man. I don't want to see it like this, man. I wanted to, when I was a kid, you know, I had the American dream shit. I wanted to get a good job and I wanted to, I was an artist. You know, I wanted to find something creative to do with my life and make a little money, have a wife and kids and live my best life, you know, just be on my, my stuff, you know. Like, for real, I've been on both sides of the line there. Now, I ain't just tripping on sisters, you know. It's women in general. But since I'm a black man, I have to talk about this stuff because a lot of times I've caught flack for dating outside my community. And I didn't date outside my community because I dislike black women. I love black women. I initially wanted black women. I couldn't get one. Not the one I wanted. I had a really beautiful woman at first, but it didn't work out. You know, I'm not going to talk about that. I had a couple other black women, you know, then start meeting some shitties and I start meeting some doodle balls, you know, even fixed up or just just in happenstance, you know, just meeting like things I'm not fucking with. This was actually fixed up with a girl one time. This was pre. She knew I was being fixed up. We knew we was being fixed up together. So I went to meet her with a. She had a chaperone. And I went to meet her. The chaperone was a female that was known to me who had fixed me up with her. Just to put that, you know, get a little back text on that. So I met her. I introduced myself. She said her name. And then I said, well, you know, it's nice to meet you. Tell me about a little about yourself. Instead of talking about herself, she listed a three paragraph, you know, mantra of things she didn't like or things she was not into across the spectrum. This is when I just seen this female. Just seen her. She. What person does that? You meet them and they list a bunch of shit they don't like and this and that. I'm like, hey, you're seeing me in front of you. We're not on a dating site or anything. You see me, I got your female friend has bothered to introduce us. And I looked over at the chick and she pumped. She she just, you know, did a double face palm. Like, oh, why'd she do that shit? 
you know, and you know, I say it didn't turn out pretty favorable. I'm going to admit that I eventually saw this woman with no clothes on. A matter of fact, I seen her at least in a state of undress and, and completely new, almost completely new. And you want to hear something? Although I'm admitting to seeing her nude with no clothes on and in a partial state of undress. And I see her with a, a wet t-shirt dressed across her a voluptuous body. I did not sleep with her not one time. Okay? I'm proud of that. <laughs> I didn't sleep with her. I have never been with that woman in the biblical sense, even though I know what she looks like with no clothing on at all, front and back and side. I know what she looks like with nothing on. She don't know what I look like with nothing on. <laughs> this messed up. When you're so fucked up that you get naked and a dude is over in your house and he said, nah, it's okay. I don't want none. And then I just go to sleep in the guest room. And then I see her the next day. She's angry. She's so fucking angry, man. She was like blowing up angry. And uh, she was super mad about it. But she didn't. I was like, what's wrong? You seem kind of frustrated. And she was like, don't get smart. And then I understood why women always tell guys they have headache and shit, you know, and it just makes you laugh. So fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I had, you know, she had offered herself to me and I was just like, fuck it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want none. And, you know, she had done a bunch of like stupid crap beforehand. That, that's why I said that. That's why I didn't want none. And I, I have a high libido at that point. I have an extremely high libido. Like just run up in some people. That's when I was having like, you know, you know, young 20-something bullshit. You know, waking up with Wanda, you know, that kind of shit. But it was like, she wasn't good enough. It was like, nah, if I put my shit in here, I'm going down the hill somewhere. So I was like, fucking, this shit was mad. And we went to a social gathering right after she was just naked and didn't get no action from me. We, She she still wanted to go. We went somewhere to, a, to a, that same chick that hooked us up house. And she was having some kind of backyard party. And I was there and I noticed there was a guy there. He was like musing. And I walked over and he revealed that he was <laughs> that he was related to the chick that fixed us up and that he he admitted that she 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 had this the third party had tried to fix him up with this girl and that it hadn't worked out. And then me and him were like having a Heineken. Me and him were having Heineken's like sitting there and we clicked our glasses together. We were laughing about like the shit and I told him that she was naked last night and I didn't do nothing and we was laughing our ass off. And she didn't, she came over and was angry and grabbed me and yanked me away like I was her husband or something. I was like, I don't need no ring on your finger. I didn't have not physical knowledge. I was not in your body. You have no claim. You have my soul, Satan. That was so hilarious. I, you know, just, you know, I want to be light about it. I'll make one other point and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, man. Yeah, the edit. <laughs> I'm posting this on Valentine's Day because I think ultimately we do better if we admit who we truly are one way or another. I'm not here to demonize somebody for their beliefs or their preferences, their orientation. I just want to say that the lack of honesty, the lack of, you know, admitting your self-worth or 
who you are hinders you on finding that true love that you need, you know. And this has just been my Valentine's Day podcast in uh, February 14th of 2020. Let's just try to do better as people. Yeah, I can rip on genders or tell you a few anecdotes and stories, but ultimately, when you think about it out there in the open, you have to be honest about what you're willing to accept and not accept. Love don't love nobody, okay? But uh, you guys go out there and you live your best life. Uh, that's all. Thank you very much. I've been on a tear recently. Well, like the last 48 hours, right? I've put out some content uh, that some might deem uh, a bit misogynist. But I was triggered first by uh, the incessant ramblings of people in my family and uh, about the community, our ethnic community, i.e. particularly uh, black women who were on, seemed to be on some kind of rampage uh, of, uh, you know, just really bad uh, attacks on uh, straight black men. I found it wanting, and now I feel the need to uh, respond in kind or whatnot. But right now, I don't want to do that. I want to talk about something that I consider very serious and whatnot. You got all these fucking groups for women, specifically black women. You got a ton of fucking groups. You got a lot of black women in power in Congress. They have the ear of our politicians and power brokers, right? In some capacity or whatnot. You know, I know how I feel about it and a, a couple other guys around the country. But I want to say, uh, you know, what the fuck are you guys doing, okay? What the fuck are you doing or whatnot? Are you really helping black women? You know, because they seem intent on erasing us. They seem intent on making us invisible to the rest of the world. It's not probably not going to work, okay, in the long run. We're just going to take our ball and walk away from the table and shit. Because as I've said before, I am SYSBM functionally, okay? I don't have any hatred or nothing for the women, but I'm just not taking this attacks anymore. And I'm just tired. And I, I want to address that because, you know, in the recent weeks we've learned that the uh, uh, Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement made uh, hundreds of millions of dollars and shit and, and tandem with Black Lives Matter making all this money and that their founders and the, the leads of these women movements have deals with production companies in Hollywood for millions of dollars. And I want to know what they're doing with the money. Are they really helping black women? Are they really helping them? Okay, you know, this episode is me mansplaining to all you fucking groups that profess to help black women, women that need your help. You know, this is the mansplaining episode and shit. So basically, I want to talk about two things to, right now, two quick things. Uh, I want to know what the fuck you guys are going to do about the goddamn uh, ghetto gagger porn videos. Yeah, there's the company. They produce these fucked up porn videos that are just basically rapes, okay? They're sexual assaults filmed, okay? These women signed, they consented to this. 
They are mostly dark-skinned black women who look like they're in crisis. Some of them look like they have drug problems. You know, it's just from what I can see visually. Uh, a lot of them seem to have mental illness. And I want to know what you're going to do about this because this is degrading and whatnot. So I'm going to show you a couple images right here, right? We're going to start with, uh, well, this ought to be familiar. Uh, there's a slogan that has been uh, galvanized since 2020. Uh, I can't breathe, right? I can't breathe. And there's a gentleman here who's, I think his name is uh, Bootstrap. And he, what is he doing? He's kneeling on a black woman's neck, all right? For all you, uh, especially you uh, Zaddy worshipers out there, you know, no hate, okay? Have all the white men you want. Yeah, what, what is boot, Bootstrap uh, is doing here? He's wearing a I Can't Breathe t-shirt and kneeling on her neck, right? Bad taste all around, right? Maybe this is a parody and shit, right? Maybe this is a parody, okay? Uh, and let's take another look here. Let's take a look. What do we have here? A woman eating watermelon. <laughs> she is nude, and I have censored the picture, so no need to uh, flag me. Uh, but uh, we have a nude, dark-skinned black woman with a bad lace front eating watermelon. And let's see what else. What does she get to wash that down with? Grape soda. This picture also tastefully by myself uh, censored. When I, I want to just put this in, I could have gone through uh, hours and hours of this stuff pulling photos down. But uh, I think I'll leave it at that out of good taste for right now. I'm not going to rule out the possibility of re approaching this subject matter again, especially on this platform. But I, I want to know what you're going to do about this. They have done this shit to hundreds of black women uh, for decades, actually. Okay? These same guys. They've been doing this shit for a long time, and I don't see any Me Too or Time's Up nowhere to fuck around. I don't see them nowhere around. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Okay, do they really care about protecting black women? What, what are you going to do about this? You have some white guys who uh, might be racist. You know, I think it's a good, I think it's a good bet that they're uh, what you would call a white supremacist, and uh, they're just getting it in, man. They're indulging in their uh, deviant fantasies and shit. Paying these women, who knows what? I don't know. What's it worth for your dignity? You know, any sister asking themselves that, you know, especially some of your sisters who are always making these sports analogies or talking about uh, stepping up to the plate and what you bring to the table. Hey, what does that white man have to bring to the table to get you to debase yourself like that, huh? What does he have to do? Uh, how much money does it take? You can put that in the comments section. How much money does it take for you to fucking eat some watermelon in the nude and drink some grape soda and then lay down after being sexually assaulted in every way humanly possible for hours and have this same motherfucker, this same scrawny, disgusting old motherfucker put his knee on your neck? Then you answer me that. I want an answer in this goddamn comment section from some sisters, okay? Please troll, stay aside. You know, you any white supremacists or uh, spammers, uh, they will be blocked and shit. I want to know. <laughs> I would like to know what, how much money does it take for, for you to do something like this? Because I am so tired of hearing, hearing that shit step, step up to the plate and what you bring to the fucking table and shit. And what do these women bring to the fucking table? Huh? What did this white man have to pay them to do this shit? All right? This has been going on for decades. I don't know what the deal is with it, but it looks like some kind of weird mind control shit or something. There's some kind of humiliation crap. It's beyond, you know, the usual 
S&M crap, as far as I'm concerned, is wholly racially motivated. And uh, even before these guys do this stuff, they have an interview with these women where they say the most horrific things that no woman would ever want to hear. And then they proceed to do everything you can uh, possibly imagine and shit. You know, and, you know, you're lucky if you can't even fathom what that would be. I've seen it and shit, and it disgusts me, okay? It's fucked up. This is called ghetto gaggers, okay? For any uh, feminists out there or any of these uh, people that say they're protecting black women or looking out for, you know, the divesters, you know, ghettogaggers.com. So just get these videos out, okay? At least make a fucking video about it. I want to see one female making a goddamn video about this, okay? And you put that shit, you post that link in my comment section, okay? I want to see what you females think about this shit, okay? Please make a commentary. Show me that you care about black women, especially black women. Black women, show you, show me you care about black women. Can somebody get this shit to some politicians or some feminists out there while they're busy caping for the fucking assholes that are trying to bury us economically and create a second trail of tears throughout this motherfucking country in the diaspora? All right? You know? Tell me what you're going to do about fucking ghetto gaggers, all right? And... And now on to my next point. I want to once again bring up the thousands of women missing currently in this country. Okay? Last I checked, there was 64,000 women of color that are missing. And we don't know where the fuck they are. But I do know that uh, Time's Up and Me Too and Black Lives Matter and uh, Tanara Burke and all these people have all these lucrative deals with Hollywood and uh, co companies and shit. They have millions of dollars at their disposal. And I like to know what they're doing about these missing women. Okay? I want to know what the fuck they're doing about all these missing girls and women. Some were pregnant, you know, when they were missing. We have to find these women and shit. I want to see some kind of uh, command center where they're looking for these women. They're hiring people, private investigators and and, and, and talking to family members and backtracking and shit, you know, going through social medias and shit to find these fucking women and shit. Putting out a reward, maybe. Maybe you might want to put out a reward for $100,000 for any information leading to the uh, any of these women or their whereabouts and shit. The successful return of these women and shit. Because that would get money done, you know. You know, Mel Gibson made some kind of movie, I think Payback or something, where he was a millionaire that offered a million dollars to people to return his son to him who had been kidnapped. I think you guys could do that too. You have the money. You have the scratch or do you? All right? There's the missing black women out there. 64,000. 64,000 women. And uh, don't forget, ghetto gaggers is going on while those women are missing. There's black women, dark-skinned black women in crisis being assaulted for pennies on the dollar. I don't know what to say about it. You know, only you women know how to put a price on your virtue, on your dignity. You know, just get back to me with that. You know, I'm guess I'm being misogynist. OK, I guess you would probably call me that because I'm a black man. And I'm the most evilest thing on the planet and shit. Yeah, I'm the most evil motherfucker on the planet. But, you know, tell me, man, just just get back to me, man. Don't don't be a bitch and flag me. OK, don't be a little bitch and flag this video. You know, come up in this comment section and tell me what you're doing to help out. And if you're just a content creator, maybe you can make a video about this goddamn ghetto gagger shit. I think people need to be in the know. We need to make a bunch of videos about this ghetto gagging shit so that it could get in the mainstream media. Okay? And if it don't, you know what's going on then, don't you? 
that being said, uh, as a evil straight black man who likes women and wants to have a normal life and economic, uh, you know, prosperity and, and, you know, have the American dream, you know, White House picket fence, all that bullshit, decent family, you know, bullshit, kiss my ass. <laughs>